All right. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to Wild Podcast. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. And today we have a special guest. She's been on my podcast before. It was a few years ago. We only did an audio, but we got the pleasure of seeing her now. We're going to be speaking with Ann Charles. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. It's so it's a pleasure to meet you. Last time we did a phone interview and we were talking about Deadwood. But um, you have a new series uh, coming out. Um, it's called Time Reaping in Deadwood. What What is that about? It's actually, it's part of um, that other series. It's um, the, oh, let me think, went to the 13th book in that series. So um, that one did just come out at the very end of last year. And it's a continuation. Uh, these are not like standalone mysteries, uh, Agatha Christie, that kind of thing. They are more like a series you'd watch maybe on Netflix or, or one of those where it continues. It's the same characters. We're moving forward in time. And things that happened um, sometimes come back again and, you know, play a role in a future story. And so that's kind of what this uh, 13th book is about it's it's Violet Parker who's the heroine throughout the series dealing with um, a timekeeper role which is it's a supernatural mystery uh, series with a lot of humor adventure action um, some scary stuff so she's now dealing with this role it's called a timekeeper but she is also um, she's dealing with some not so nice creatures, others, as um, I like to call them in the series. And so that's kind of the Reaper idea is she also sometimes has to make a decision on, you know, how bad is this thing I'm dealing with? Am I going to have to kill it um, or not? So I know that doesn't sound very funny, but like I said, there's a lot of humor throughout. It's very character driven. So I have a great time with all these different characters that make up her um, team of friends and helpers throughout the story. So, so how old is Violet Parker? How, how old is she? She's in her mid thirties. Okay. Um, not young. She has got two kids that are just about turning 10 years old. They're fraternal twins, single mom. The dad um, really wasn't there, you know, from, from the beginning, he walked away. Um, although he has come back and it's not been a good thing necessarily. Um, cause he doesn't really want to be part of their world. He just wants things that he wants and will use whatever tools he can find to, you know, including children to get what he wants. So he's one of the many villains in this series. Um, but yeah, she's in her mid thirties. She's a struggling real estate agent in a smaller town, touristy area, trying to make you know a living, and finds out that she's part of this supernatural world. She had no idea, you know. It just comes, you know, kind of like that thing where it turns on with age, and when circumstances arrive, all of a sudden you start realizing, oh, now these ghosts around me, I can I can start to you know see them, deal with them. So it's it's a real like I said, this is book four. 13. Sorry, I'm working off and on 14. But we're it, it's a build up through a short time in the book. But boy, I first I published the first one nearly departed back in 2011. So mm -hmm. for those readers that have been here from the start, it's been a, you know, long, slow haul over a few months time in story. Right. So let me ask you, what got you into paranormal activity or even death? Like why? Why that particular genre? I actually started out long ago trying to write romance and I'm just not, 
it's hard. You know, people kind of um, will will diss the romance writing industry, but it's tough to write, you know, really solid stories and hold your audience. And I just, I found that once I threw, you know, a dead body into the whole thing, I was able to get more in the humor and, and that sounds really wrong, <laughs> but um, it added a different element. And then once you pop, put supernatural on top of that, well, then it made it so it was, it just opens it up even more for criminal activity, you know, anything frightening that can happen. Um, and so it just really kind of built on itself. And in, in the first story, it is a mystery with supernatural and there's humor and romance. And the supernatural is kind of lighter weight. It starts out, you know, with more mystery, less supernatural, but then it grows as it continues. Now, with this particular series, uh, if you were to turn it into a, I guess, like a, a film or some type of short, would it be uh, animation or something uh, live actors? I suppose you could do animation, but I, I guess when I write it, they're live actors in my head, you know, real people, real these days with, you know, CGI, CGI and all we can do, it, it, it's really easy to make supernatural, you know, come alive on the screen without looking like clay models anymore, you know, that we're moving around. So I would love to see, you know, real actors in it, um, playing the parts and having the fun and um, enjoying the ride that is the Deadwood series. Now, which network would you want to put it on? I mean, I know everybody would like to say all of them, but there are certain networks <laughs> that cater to a certain thing. No, I think I, I would go more with, um, you know, Netflix or Amazon, uh, HBO. Some this my books are not PG. You know, these these stories, they're not real bad, you know, real wild and crazy, but they are, I always say, kind of rated R or I can't think what is it, NC-17. You know, there's language throughout. Um, some of the situations are darker, you know, and some of the humor is a little body at times. So I would want it more on a channel that could handle that without having to, you know, bring it down a little bit or, or pull out some of those elements. Well, let me ask you this about Violet. You said she's the timekeeper. Uh, so what is, what, what, uh, I guess, what time frame is this and what exactly is a timekeeper? Oh, it's so tough. It's so tough for her to understand even. And that's kind of the fun of telling the story is she's learning as she goes. Um, it, this is all contemporary. Of course, when you write contemporary and stuff started 10 years ago, things have changed, you know, technology changes. So you just try to go, okay, well, that's, you know, in, in this world, this is the technology that is. But anyway, it's not, um, there, are, there are these great old creepy Black Forest German clocks involved, lots of them. And a timekeeper will use those clocks to not keep track of time, but it's keeping track of others, as I said, supernatural beings that are coming and going. Um, for example, the clock won't run when it's the the creature is in another realm but once they cross over then the clock will start ticking and then you know okay now we got a problem and the hands will tell different things you know depending on the clock and each clock has been made specifically for a creature so it's really it's there's a lot of rules that she's having to learn um and that's part of the fun of this this particular book time reaping in Deadwood is she's trying to learn this role to save her life. 
um, she has to know because they're coming for her. A lot of these others, she's got a bounty on her head. And so if she can figure things out, she can keep her and her children safe. Oh, do you have to take yourself to a dark place in reading these stories or like, how does it work for you? Like, like I, what do you have to do? I, I actually, there's, like I said, there's a lot of humor because these are character driven and, and, and there's a lot of laughing throughout while they're cringing. So I really, you know, I actually have to do some, some actual, if, if stress is coming in, you know, from regular life, I have to do some meditation. I have to kind of find what I think of it as my own harmony. And from there, the humor comes and the, the um, imagination to come up with these, you know, things she's dealing with and the creatures and the scenes. So a lot of times it's just kind of taking myself away from everything. I mean, you can see I'm in my office right now, which is kind of, I have the lights down and I can really kind of come in here and shut the door and focus. So I, I just, it takes time. I'm not, I wish I was one of those writers that could just go, you know, write in a crowd, but that's just not the way it works for me. Okay. So what have you been up to lately besides writing a book? Like what's been going on aside from the books? Um, well, I have kids that are older teens and one's graduated and started college this, you know, this year, this last year. And so that was kind of a big change for us and um, getting, I mean, it's really boring. I've been getting taxes ready and doing bookkeeping and getting 2023 out of the way so I can open up my time to write in 2024. And, you know, this business is, as you know, is as much left brain for marketing and bookkeeping and technology things as well as right um i'm trying to learn new marketing you know avenues mm -hmm. and thinking of new ways to take products and deliver them differently in different formats so it's always half of the brain is working on marketing and as i said books or i'm learning you know some new software that i'm trying to write in and, and the other half of the brain is trying to tell this another story but I try to make each story feel different. Um, so it's not just a continuation of the same thing. I have different themes, um, different ideas of how I want to form the story. And uh, so if you read them one after the other, it doesn't drone on. It just it feels like, oh, this is a whole new um, type of field to this this same, you know, characters and stuff. And that's fun for me because it's usually it, it involves learning mm -hmm. on how to craft a different type of story. Are you where you want to be in life today? Or did you see your life going a different way? Or, or you want it to go a different way? I had no idea I was going to write for a living. This was not in any of my plans until my probably mid to late 20s when I kept, you know, I didn't like the way some books were ending. And so I thought, well, I'm going to write a, you know, a book with an ending I like. <laughs> like it's that easy. So, you know, it's been years since then of learning and, and practicing the craft and getting better. I would like to have more books written over the last couple of years, but my parents are aging and I'm kind of in those sandwich years. I have kids, I have parents that need help. And so it slowed me down because I don't want to miss these last few years with my kids before they take flight and do their own thing. I want to enjoy time with them and not always be working, working, working. And at the same time, I, I want to spend time with my parents that won't be around forever now, you know, not that we're ever going to be around forever, but when you see the end coming faster, 
there's more desire to be there for every moment you can with them. So that takes away from writing and focus. Um, So in the last few years, I have wanted to do more than I have. But at the same time, I have to live life and enjoy, you know, the world around me so that I can bring more richness to the page. Right. Uh, So have you ever thought about inserting your parents into one of your stories? Oh, I I kind of have in different ways, different parents, different grandparents, you know, different um, characters, because I have characters ranging from, you know, 70s, you know, and older on down to kids, you know, nine and 10 years old. And so there's expressions that um, the children will use sometimes in the stories that are straight from my own kids. Um, I'll put those on because I love their expressions. There's things that I've experienced with my parents or I've learned, you know, lessons while with my parents that I will incorporate into story. I think for many of us, you can't help put, put life in there. And fortunately or unfortunately, you know, I, my life has not been, it it wasn't super easy. My parents divorced when I was very, very young and it was a turbulent divorce. So it added a lot of fodder that I can pull from, (laughs) from the stresses and the angst and, you know, the roller coaster ride that was life for so many years. And I've been married and divorced as well. And this, you know, my husband and I have our children's and we've been together now, 23, 24 years. So there's a lot I can pull from in my own life that's been up and down. I got you. Well, let's tell everybody where they could find you and what events you have coming up uh, if you're doing something through social media or some type of workshop. Uh, you can find me at annecharles.com. That's A-N-N-C-H-A-R-L-E-S.com. And from there, you can go to the Connect page and it lists all the links for the different social media um, events. I am doing a great um, thing with newsletters right this year with some other authors that are mid-list that write supernatural, paranormal, um, there's romance and, and urban fantasy. There's 13 of us and we're sharing a free book in each other's newsletter. Every month we go to a different author. So if you sign up for my newsletter every month, you'll ha- get a free ebook from a different um, great best-selling authors. So if you're looking to learn a bit more about me, you can sign up for the newsletter, learn, you know, about other authors. We have that going this year as well. Um, events, I'm not doing a lot. I'm trying to, like I said, I got all my bookkeeping done, getting taxes ready to go out and just trying to clear my plate. So for the next four months, I can really dig into writing. I've got a book I'm trying to work on. My husband and I write a series. He's over halfway through the book that we co-write. So that'll be coming up. And I want to start working on an older series that I haven't been able to touch for about four years and put a new one out in that series, which is archaeology and mystery and supernatural. So there's just a lot. Clear my plate. Get focused on writing. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, you're listening to USA Today bestselling author Ann Charles. Thank you so much for coming on to Wild Podcast. It's been a pleasure. And don't let it be another three years later <laughs> when I got to talk to you. That's ridiculous. Don't do it. I know. Like that. I know. We have to do this more often. It's Absolutely. it's fun to talk to you. Absolutely. Well, you have a good one, and uh, we'll see you around. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thank you.